is it Kirill the ill or Kirill the nil? Because it certainly hasn't been Kirill the thrill yet so far this season. What is going on? We dive into the Kirill Kaprizov conundrum on today's episode of Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, this is Brandon Duham, and this is Locked On Wild. What is up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, as always, for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss out on any of our new episodes throughout the day. Today's episode of Lockdown Wild is brought to you by Game Time. You can download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off your first purchase. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we dive into the Kirill Kaprizov conundrum. Is he hurt? Is he just completely devoid of confidence? Is he disinterested? We'll discuss all the possibilities and try to get to the bottom of what is going on with Kirill Kaprizov so far this season. My name is Seth Topol, your daily Minnesota Wild insider. And uh, with Thanksgiving coming tomorrow, uh, we're going with a late episode here today. And then uh, we'll give you another episode tomorrow because I imagine a lot of people are going to be in the car heading to wherever you are celebrating Thanksgiving. So uh, we're going to give you uh, a little bit of a double dip because uh, like me, I'm sure a lot of you have some uh, longer commutes to uh, wherever you are celebrating Thanksgiving tomorrow. So we'll get you a little bit of a double dose, but I teased it yesterday when we talked about some of the disappearing acts so far this season, and we're not going to go Robert Stack on the bit today, but we are going to try to get to the bottom of what is uh, clearly a concern for the Minnesota Wild so far this season, because in the last couple of seasons, we have seen Kirill Kaprizov be the straw that stirs the drink, the cup that holds the drink, the drink itself, you name it. Kirill has been an integral part of the success for the Minnesota Wild over the last couple of seasons. And it's no coincidence that the team playing their worst hockey in the last four years, uh, even worse than uh, where they were at last year, um, to start the season. It's no surprise that uh, it is because he has really not yet taken off. And I know there are some arguments that, well, he's been a slow starter for uh, a good majority of his career, and it's taken him a while to get going um, in various seasons. And he eventually figures it out. He eventually gets to the player uh, that we have seen a 40 goal scorer when he is going well and a guy who's capable of 100 plus points a season. Well, this season, it just feels different. And that's a common theme with a lot of the kind of one side of the coin of people saying it's early. There's time to get uh, things righted. There's time to get everybody on track. That's one side of the coin. The other side of the coin is that this just feels different than what we saw even last season. And let's just start on the side of 
Kirill being hurt because I think the eye test is the one that is driving the something's up narrative the most because we know Kirill when he's going at his best is a player that thrives on being able to just push past opponents to skate circles around opponents, literal circles in the offensive zone and to set things up with his speed and his ability to weave through traffic essentially on hairpin turns and just simply motor past people. Well, visually we have not seen hardly any of that so far this season. It is just looks like a completely different player. He lacks some of that. um, He lacks that motor ability to just push past players into the offensive zone. As a result, players have been able to be much more physical with him, much more, you know, trying to knock the puck free. And it's not a coincidence that Kaprizov, because of the perceived lack of some of those types of skills, in his game, it's no surprise that through 17 games, he has 17 giveaways uh, because there have been times where I think he is just not mentally not sure of what to do because the things that he used to be able to do do not appear to be in his arsenal at this point. And it, I think, is most telling in what we see him do, especially on the power play. And so you look at what Kirill is doing on the power play so far this season. He's basically a set shooter. It's the equivalent of if you have somebody in the NBA who goes and stands in the corner and just shoots threes. That has not been his game previous to this season. He has been somebody who is very capable of driving and is somebody who can make goalies miss. He can pull goalies off their spot by driving around behind the net, getting those wraparound goals, just blazing to the net to be able to to get shots on net. And this year, he has not been able to do that. There is a drop in the number of shots that Kaprizov has taken from the high danger areas, which could be another sign that he just is not able to do those uh, those things from a speed standpoint that he's been able to do in previous seasons. And it's not like there is, you know, we haven't seen an injury to be able to figure out, you know, what the heck is going on. Because we saw one last season, Logan Stanley falling on him and knocking him out of about 20 games of the season. He came back in the uh, postseason against Dallas, clearly was not right, even though he said in the um, post-playoff loss interviews, said that he was at 100%, but uh, just hadn't been able to get himself warm. to the point that he was able to be effective in that series because he wasn't. And so this year so far, we have seen maybe some lingering effects, although you would hope that an injury of that type, uh, a groin injury, that you'd have the full offseason to be able to um, heal it up 
we didn't hear of any sorts of uh, surgery or anything. So the hope is that he was able to heal that injury up. But then you see what's happened this year. And so then that brings your mind to, did it get re-aggravated early on in the season? And now he's been playing through it. The coaching staff alluded at one point to the fact that he has been dealing with a, quote, bump and was held out of practice the Monday that the Wild ended up going to Sweden. So injury-wise, you know, visually, it's pretty easy to tell that something is up. And if it is an injury for Kaprizov, and he is not even close to 100%, then you got to ask yourself the question of, are we better off with say 60% Kirill Kaprizov playing and trying to just kind of gut through it or giving him an opportunity to rest up in a season that just has not gone right so far. Uh, are we better off having him sit to try to get it a little more healed as opposed to just continuing to trot him out there when he's clearly not right? So the injury side of things the the solution is if he's hurt i think you got to you, you got to get him a couple of games at least to try to heal up because he clearly is not clearly is not performing anywhere close to what he's been over the uh, the last few seasons so on the injury side that's i think the most convincing visually um that we have the most visual arguments but if you look statistically, his numbers aren't all that far off from where they've been in previous seasons. And so we will flip to if it's just a lack of confidence right now and just a ton of pressure that he's put on himself. So we'll go from potential injury to the other side of the coin as we continue the Kirill Kaprizov conundrum episode of Locked on Wild after this. Today's episode of Lockdown Wild is brought to you by Game Time. If you are someone who, like me, loves to live in the moment, you probably have ordered tickets to your favorite sporting event, concert, or comedy show the day of. You plan out a fun day with friends, and you go to your favorite ticket app to try to find tickets. You find that they're entirely too expensive, or you buy tickets, and you go to the event, and you find that your seat view is obstructed. Nobody wants to deal with that. And so Game Time is here to help make your ticket buying experience as stress free as possible. Game Time can help you score last minute tickets with flash deals and, most importantly, views from every seat in the venue. No more beams or pillars blocking your view. Game Time can show you what you'll see from your seat. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-H-L for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Welcome back to today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, we thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. For the everydayers, we'll give you a Thanksgiving themed episode tomorrow. Things that despite the slow start, 
I'm thankful for uh, for this Minnesota Wild team. And so we'll uh, we'll give you a little something positive to uh, work into the uh, the drive for uh, tomorrow's episode. And then we will have coverage for you on Friday of Wild Avalanche, so you can uh, get a Black Friday pregame preview. Uh, as well as a postcast after the game, too. So getting back to the crux of the issues for Kirill Kaprizov. So let's let's say it's not an injury, because you look at some of the peripheral numbers for Kaprizov, and they're not all that far off from uh, where he's been previously. Now, you look at, for instance, shots per 60 minutes for Kaprizov, uh, so far this season, he's at 10.1. His usual numbers so over the last two seasons have been at 11.2 and 11.1. His rookie season, he was at 9.4. So he is one shot fewer per 60 minutes so far this season. But some of the other numbers are right in line with, if not better than, where he's been at previously. His Corsi 4 percentage, which is the amount of time in which the Minnesota Wilds handle the puck when a particular player is out on the ice. Kaprizov's Corsi 4 percentage so far this season is at 61.2. His career average is 61, and that's actually the second-best mark of his career behind last season at 63. He was at 60.8 two seasons ago in his rookie season. He was at 58.3%. So he still has been um, in the ballpark in terms of possessing the puck the same number of times. And what would explain the drop in shots? Well, it could be the fact that he hasn't scored in quite some time. Uh, it's clear that there is a lack of confidence in what Kaprizov is doing on the ice. And I think comments by Dean Evason and Bill Guerin showing uh, equal levels of uh, perplexment. That's definitely not a word, but I think you know where I'm going with that. Equal levels of uh, of being puzzled as to what is going on here and you know saying that it's going to be something that he eventually gets out of um i think shows the level at which it seems like it's probably not some sort of major injury that's being hidden as simply just a a lack of confidence and um it's going to be one of those instances with Kaprizov in which if he scores a goal then scores in the next game scores in the next game that sort of run is hopefully going to get him going so far this season and for the crowd that has pointed out that uh, Kaprizov is typically a slow starter he's had three goals in the month of November but hasn't scored since November 10th he scored three goals in the first five games of the month He has one point in the last three, but I think the thing that is most perplexing is in the game against Dallas, he had one shot on net. In the game against Ottawa, he had one shot on net. His most recent game against the Toronto Maple Leafs, four shots on net, was a plus two 
uh, in 19 minutes of ice time uh, with that grouping. And for Kaprizov, you know, he's still, and I know plus minus isn't the biggest indicator, but he's a minus eight on the season. And so it speaks to a player who is just completely devoid of confidence. And it's not hard to see that that is a major issue with the Minnesota Wild so far this season is that they just lack any level of confidence in what they're doing out there because the losses just continue to mount and it has leaked into every level of play um, so far this season. But there's a problem with that is in order to get some wins in the in the uh, the ledger, you gotta you gotta rise above that. You have to just at some point say enough is enough. I'm going to step up and take over and win the win the team this game. We talked earlier in the week about the the lack of players that have that killer instinct um, that they can just single handedly take over a game and and refuse to accept a loss as the outcome. We thought Kirill was that guy for the Minnesota Wilds coming into this season, and he has been far from that so far this year. But this is the problem with, I think, why this team has struggled as much as they have is that it is so dependent on Kaprizov being a huge factor in what's going on, being the guy that can drive the offense, being the guy that when the moments are tight, when you need a goal, he's the one that can supply it. And when you get to those critical situations, namely the overtime um, in which Kaprizov and Matt Zuccarello had a basically a two on one in front of the net. That was uh, that was a couple of games ago already. Uh, it's you lose track of of everything with uh, with how this team is done in the game against uh, the Ottawa Senators. You know, and I th- believe in the game against the New York Rangers as well. Um, you have an opportunity in front of the net and. As opposed to Kaprizov trying to ram one home, um, he forces a pass across the crease to Matt Zuccarello, who, by the time the puck gets to him, isn't able to really do anything with it. And that, again, speaks to a lack of confidence. So what would be causing that pressure on Kaprizov so far this season? Well, I think... Having the alternate captain, I think, is a big part of it. And not that Kaprizov isn't ready for that type of um, responsibility, per se. It's obvious that a lot of guys on the team look up to him. And he clearly wanted it. He clearly felt he was ready for it. But you just have to play your type of game. You can't you can't let that type of external pressure leak into the picture. You just have to just block it out and just go and do your thing. And so 
if this truly is just a pressure and lack of confidence, block out that noise, my guy. He's not the first athlete to have had to deal with a large amount of pressure. And maybe it is unfair to him that he is expected to do as much as he is for this franchise. But again, he's not the first athlete to have dealt with these types of pressures and having to perform at a high level to help your team win. He's not the first. He won't be the last. And so if we go away from it's an injury to the mental head games are just too strong at this point. You just got to beat those things down and just block that out and just go about doing your thing. And, you know, as this goes further and further, you press you. I mean, I've had many, many times on the golf course where playing a particularly good round And then the putter comes into play where you have a three footer for birdie and somebody in the group that you're with mentions, it's not quite a gimme. And the first thing that comes into your head is, yeah, I got to make this. And you just, you psych yourself out, you press He's obviously in his head saying, you know, I got to score. I got to get a goal. Got to get back on track. And you just end up doing way too much to uh, to try to get yourself out of what you're going through. As opposed to just worrying about doing what you do. So it either is some level of injury or a prolonged slump that has sucked all of the confidence out of 97's body. And he is just at this point unsure of what to do to get back on track. Well, we'll tell you as we finish today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Today's episode of Locked on Wild is brought to you by eBay Moners. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home the win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wilds. Once again, we thank you for making Locked on Wilds your first listen each and every day. For the everydayers, we'll have a Thanksgiving-themed episode for you tomorrow on your drive to wherever you're headed to celebrate. So uh, you can tune in for that first thing in the morning. Coupled with this episode should give you more than enough 
to listen to on the drive to wherever you're headed. And happy early Thanksgiving, by the way, to everyone that tunes in to uh, Locked on Wild. We appreciate your listenership and helping uh, cultivate what is just a sensational Locked on Wild listening audience. All right, so what do we do about whatever is going wrong with Kirill Kaprizov? Well, first, I think we need to take a look at some things that I don't know that anybody necessarily wants to hear, but continue to be uh, rattled around throughout the uh, hockey universe. And uh, some reports from uh, the Jeff Merrick show, you know, NHL insiders also uh, resounding this as well as that. Don't appear to be any major changes that are coming for the Minnesota Wild here anytime soon. And from the sounds of it, from what Dean says, Kaprizov continues to put in all the work, just isn't getting the results at this point. Well, I think one thing that we need to see from Kaprizov until he gets his confidence back or gets over whatever ailment is currently turning him into, you know, a fourth line guy. We got to see some aggression. We got to see the, we talked about, you know, I use the Gordon from dodgeball reference at the beginning of the week, whatever is going to cause that snap in the head to where you go from being kind of frustrated, kind of down about your performance to flat out angry. Let's get that cooking uh, as soon as possible because you play angry and yes, you're, you're going to commit. You're going to commit mistakes, but we're doing that now. So who cares? But playing angry, playing aggressive, just playing with a full throttle effort and effort visually is pretty easy to tell if you have a player that isn't going into the boards for um, puck battles isn't driving all the way to the net on shots not uh, not giving a full effort out there on the ice and so we need to just get to a like let's just hustle and bust rear ends Every time we're out there on the ice, there are a lot of people that have discussed Michael Russo, one of them. There's many on the wild coaching staff that have said Kirill Kaprizov in the second and third period against Toronto was arguably some of the best that he's looked all season. So build off of that. That's the other part to this equation is that you just can't have a good performance and then go right back to where you were. Stack good performances together, and the results will follow. So build off of that Toronto game, and let's see your best game of the season against the Avalanche. If it is indeed something that is an ailment, you got to get him out of the lineup. But short of benching Kaprizov for a game, this is one that he is just going to have to figure out on his own. But you can still hold a player accountable for keeping the puck, not turning it over egregiously. And so for Kaprizov, I think he needs to, much like the wild penalty kill did, go back to basics. Just work on 
those small detail things out there on the ice, completing passes to teammates, uh, not particular teammates, only named Matt Zuccarello. There are other players out there on the ice, but just worry about completing passes, letting shots fly. If you have the opportunity for a shot, don't pass it up, let it rip. And if those things continue to happen here, he will hopefully pull out of this. But honestly, if you want my opinion as to what is going wrong with Kaprizov, it looks like an injury. And there there just is no way to perfectly sum up how he has just turned into this guy that is not capable of skating past players anymore. It's been something he's done his entire career. And so whether it be a just continued inability to heal up from the injury last season or something new, I think there is more that we're not being told that uh, is bothering number 97. And that's a huge problem. And it could, it, it may be that he never does admit that there is something truly wrong, but you can't get more many more of these types of appearances. And so if he does bounce back and have a better effort against the avalanche, then we at that point can say, okay, now go and do it again. But that's the thing. That's been one of the, I think, common themes for this team so far this season is that even if you take a half step forward, you can't take two steps back. So stack a good performance together against a very tough avalanche team, and then we'll talk. Otherwise, then these types of of conversations are going to only get louder and louder. So big one on Friday, big test to see where this team is at as a whole and where critical players on this team are also at. Um, And uh, honestly, I'm not super optimistic about Friday's game. My uh, my mind can be subject to change, but I'm not super optimistic. So we're going to have to just look for some of those positives from uh, whatever we see on Friday. But you'd think having almost two full weeks off, if it is an injury, would give him an opportunity to rest it and to, I don't know, have enough energy in the tank to be shot out of a cannon. So we'll see. I feel like I've said that almost every episode so far this season is we'll see. But that's about all we can do. Uh, That will wrap it up for today's episode. Again, happy Thanksgiving to every single Lockdown Wild listener. Whether we agree or disagree on uh, where this team is at, what's going wrong with particular players, positives, things along that line, whether we agree or disagree, I love the conversations that uh, that happen, especially on YouTube, um, on social media as well. Love interacting with every single person that tunes into the show on a daily basis. And so we will continue to do that here the rest of the year and into 2024. So make sure that you join the Locked On Wild Nation by subscribing on YouTube and your favorite podcast platform so you don't ever miss out on any new content whether it's released first thing in the morning or before you hit the pillow. Lockdown Wild has you covered every single day of the season. You can find new episodes and more 
as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.